0: It's the M&S Monthly Podcast Show. Michael and Simon will share their best tips and secrets to provide inspiration for fellow entrepreneurs and business leaders. I hope you like the show. Let's get it started.
1: It's so great to see all of you at the King's Summit in October. You know, the last conference I went to was on Saturday, the 16th of March, two thousand and twenty some 18 months ago. That's huge. And you know, life as an entrepreneur is very, very lonely. It's a place you go on your own most frequently. 20 years ago, when I started out in business, as Amy said, I didn't have a clue about what I was going to do. But I knew one thing. I had a passion, a burning desire, that I wanted to change the world and move my cheese forward. But what I found was so many gurus out there at the time, they were all conflicting with information. Who was I to believe? So you know what I did? I went to my manufacturer and said, I want to buy your products to sell to my clients. What have you got? Before internet, I had a modem. Dial-up modem. Who remembers those? I do. Very slow. Wouldn't load graphics. And most days, my email wouldn't be sent, let alone an image of my product. So I did it the hard way. I put the catalogue under my shoulder, under my arm, not so dissimilar to this, and I went knocking on doors. And you know what? The very first day, I can tell you it was like yesterday. The door slammed in my face. Why was that? I was trying to make a difference for me and my family. But that wasn't the key. The key here is I did more and I got better. 20 years later, I built the business, employing at its height, 45 staff, three million pound turnover, not that much. And over the last couple of years, I've transitioned because there has to be a different, better way. We've been locked down for 18 months. People winning today implement good technology who automate the simple, the boring, mundane processes. Back in December, I have a passion to help people. I want to help you. I know many entrepreneurs. We've all got a story. It's a lonely place, isn't it? Going alone. We all have a different journey but I think our paths are relatively similar. Debt, suppliers going bust, clients going bust, losing money. You said leadership, oh, leading a team. I wasn't that great. I was a businessman. Love IQ, wow, what was that? As a bloke, I didn't, I find it quite hard to say the word love, to be honest. Uh, It was a challenge. So back in December, I set up the Michael MichaelCrane.Live podcast to share stories, our stories, with a global population of people who may be sitting at home in their office or their home office. A lot of us, our bedroom, lonely place, right? Nothing changes. And come on and have a business conversation with me to motivate the next batch of entrepreneurs that are great. They can do it. My counsellor said to me the other day, I have to tell you, she said success is luck. But guess what? The harder I work, the lucky I become. But isn't it great to have a conversation with people about their story, what challenges they face to really motivate and build up the next batch of entrepreneurs? Because guess what? In this audience today, we are as good as the Americans. We can go to Mars if we want to. We just need the dream. So today is about having a conversation. I welcome you to be my guest. Sit on our shoulder as we start a business conversation which goes live on first Tuesday of November. Find me on Spotify, you can find it online, MichaelCrane.live. Comment, leave a comment in the box on the website. Tell me what you think, but also happy to help and share what I think with you today if you catch me later. So, Simon. Michael. How are you? I tell you what, let's start something. Five years ago, I would not have done this. I've known Simon 10 years, so let's stand up and have a hug.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that, that shows love, you doesn't my it? Mic. Oh, oh, my You crushed my mic. Bill and Ben. <laughs> so we're doing the M and S podcast show. This is not any old show. This is the m and podcast show. Punt, punt.
1: <laughs> I have to tell you, the, the show is ra- ranking very high at the moment. Guess what the search term is? m and ladies' pants. <laughs> 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 so this is going to go down fairly well. <laughs> So Simon, we've travelled the world taking and talking and sharing and turning some stones of real golden nuggets that have inspired us and motivated us to be better people. During this time, what is the one thing that has changed the way you think and the actions you have taken to be a better businessman?
0: Very good question, Michael. Um, Well, I'd like to take us back to the first time when we had a realization that, you know, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you are very much on your own in in the world. And like I said earlier, finding people on the same wavelength as ourselves is 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 just brilliant. When you do find someone on that wavelength, then we went off to Gran Canaria. Uh, we managed to escape for a week to Gran Canaria. Thought, look, the business is, you know, just in a place where. We need to get away. I needed to get away from my business. Michael needed to get away from his. So we went cycling around Gran Canaria. And one day we cycled up this mountain. Oh dear. And uh, it was a massive hike up this mountain. But when we got there, there's a lovely cafe overlooking this huge dam. And we ended up spending hours and hours and hours in this cafe, just talking about business, our business, our life. And... What started to happen, which was our, my first discovery and I think yours too, was there's an element, a level of creativity in our mind, which we rarely tap into because our entrepreneurial minds are always so busy and you know, our brains not, not stopping. Like I said, the business never sleeps. So our mind is always churning over, churning over. When we found this place, it was like this magical place and it was almost like the rest of the world was on hold, we could become really creative. And it was that unlocking of creativity in the conversations that started to change the decisions that I made when I got back about where I wanted the business to be. And that was a fundamental shift. And it was because of that that Michael and I have met regularly. We go on walks, we've just completed the South Downs Way, which was throughout the whole of that pandemic. Uh, We walked from Winchester to Eastbourne. And some of those walks are unbelievable, absolutely fascinating. Because when you're walking, the world suddenly is like in slow motion. You know, it all slows down and you see things you would never see when you're on, even on a bike, let alone in a car. So for me, it was that time realising that we have a level of creativity that is suppressed. And sometimes we need to completely come away from our environment into a much more creative environment to release that level of creativity. You know, I,
1: I want to take you back to that time in Gran Canaria because I remember it quite well. Simon said we got to the top of the mountain. But, you know, what was really quite interesting for me is how I got to the mountain top. You know, as a a visionary entrepreneur, I know where I'm going, I know what I need to do to get there, but it just takes time. Mm. I remember cycling up that great big mountain. The mountain was so big, Mount Tide, I think. Yeah. It was like my first couple of years in business. What were the thoughts that were going through your mind as you cycled up there, because You know, look, we're all on a journey. That was a journey. It's not a downhill slope. We wanted wanted it to be. Mm. But what did you feel as you were going towards that mountain top? Did you want to give up like so many of us do in business? Was it the fact that I was there with you? Would you have given
0: up if you were on your own? What did you think? I had this vision of this lovely cold beer sat on the table at the top, and that's what kept me going. <laughs> that's what kept
1: you going? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there was more than that. But what about the, the camaraderie as we were cycling up that hill? Because one of the points at this hill, right, was one of those dark Monday mornings when it's pouring down with rain outside, and you're thinking, I can't go on no more. I've had enough. My wife's left me. My biggest client has gone south. They're hard times, aren't they? Talk about that because I know we spoke about that at length and I don't think just yeah. getting to the
0: top and having your glass of cold beer no, sure. explained it <laughs> true if I'm honest. It was the icing on the cake. Now, I think it's very true, isn't it? When uh, we talked about this fact that when you set off on a journey, especially if you're cycling, the beginning you're full of energy and excitement. And, you know, really start enjoying it. Then you start going up this hill that just goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. And and that's the grunt work. That's when it gets really hard. It gets tough and the pain comes and things go wrong. You get a puncture, whatever it is. It's the same in business. You know, we when we start up, we're full of energy and excitement. But then we need to start putting the grunt work in to get this business where we want it to be. And it's hard work. And there are days when you do feel like giving up. And especially when the, you get that phone call that something's gone wrong or a client's left you, so that it taught us that lesson in a way that we've got to just keep on going. It's the next. It's just round the next corner. We had this saying: success is just round the corner. It's just round the next bend. Yeah, and that's what kept us going up there. And then when you saw, as you got to the top and you could see that cold beer on the table. It's amazing how much energy you suddenly get and you're like, well, oh, there it is, come on. And you speed up and you, you're off again because you could see the end in sight.
1: You know, to be honest, Liz Taylor, the famous actress, one of her famous quotes was, it took her 20 years to become an overnight success. This does not happen overnight. It takes time, patience. Yes. And a whole lot of, and a whole lot of that. Someone's as <laughs>
0: wrote a song about that. Patience, time, and a whole lot of something or other. George Harrison, one of the <laughs> Beatles.
1: When you start out in business, a lot of people have a burning passion and desire. And I know when I started out from my bedroom. Listen, I wanted to change the world. But all too often, people either run out of money or they give up on their venture when it doesn't work as quick as they want it to be. So what advice do you tell people who fall into this way of thinking? And by the way, you know what, my take on what Simon said there was, when failure is imminent, success is normally just lurking around the corner. You know, so on those days that you really have had enough, I really encourage you, just poke your head round the corner. You might be surprised.
0: I think the, the, the answer to the question for me, Michael, is simply, don't go it alone. Now, I know most of us start up our business either in our bedroom or on our own. But when we're working on our own, we've only got our own mind and our own thoughts to move ourselves forward. Um, What I've learned over the years is build around you cheerleaders, people who are gonna cheer you on, people who are not gonna let you down, people who are gonna challenge you, yes, but also support you, encourage you, inspire you, motivate you. Have a mentoring group, a friendship group, whatever it is, you know, those people that are around you like stakes in the ground. You know, if you're quite a new business, you're a young tree. What do we do to hold that young tree up? We put stakes around it and it has that support when it gets windy, when it gets rough. And I think it's very, very important for us all to have good cheerleaders and to actively go and find them, go and seek them. Now, who is the most successful person in this room? Who is the most... Um, likeable person in this room. Who's the most intelligent? Who's got the most EQ, LQ? Find these people because we all have something in us, yeah, that is a skill or it's a part of who we are that actually is very very helpful to other people.
1: You know, you talk about mentoring group. I, I you know, I, you know, I've been in business a number of years. This was relatively new to me a, a number of years ago. How many people? do you actively think are in your exact mentoring group? Or do you not have one?
0: Uh, No, I would say probably six people are the people. Yeah, if I could, if I look at it, there's six people around me that I know are my first line of defense. (laughs) Because you can, you know, it doesn't have to be one group. It can be a number of different groups. Some people are members of BOB or BNI or other groups, and they find in those groups a real level of connection with business owners who support them, and I really advocate that as well. Also being members of certain things like the International Christian Chamber of Commerce or the Chamber of Commerce or FSB, they can, you can build networks there and build people who become mentors. You know, you know we all have values, yeah? Our values are our DNA. It's why when you meet someone for the first time, you can have like an instant dislike to this person. They've not, they've not even said hello yet. There's just something, doesn't connect. Um, maybe that's just me that happens too, I don't know. But also, you can meet someone for the first time and it's like they're your long lost best friend, isn't it? You know, Oh, well, where have you been all my life? Those are the kind of people that you nurture, that you, you work with. It's this little saying, if, if I look after you, you'll look after me. You look after me and I'll look after you. And, and have around yourself cheerleaders and support posts. Let me ask you a question.
1: Is your wife part of your mentoring group? And I know she's a teacher. Yes. And does that matter?
0: No, she's not. Uh, because it's like I mentioned earlier, there's this wavelength going on but you know in a way for me that's a different relationship and it's an important relationship Uh, but it's not part of what I would say is my mentoring group no you know your partner your wife your husband it's almost like they have their own special category don't they yeah for for all the for all the good and the bad and the do you think she has a a mentoring group being that she's a teacher yeah I think she has yeah yeah she has some good teachers around her That's, that's very true yeah.
1: During the pandemic, we discovered a new method of having meetings. And that was walking and talking. Guess what? Last April, I started the challenge. 10,000 steps per day for a year. I walked from London to Afghanistan. So that's how I can stay fresh in my suit. But anyway, me and Simon also walked and talked and getting out into the open air truly grounded our soul with nature experience and scenery that you'd never have had sitting in a stuffy meeting room or like Amy said second best zoom we need to get this human interaction going again so what walk did it for you Simon the one that you remember distinctly and why And how does that relate to business per se?
0: Yeah, I I think I really would encourage you to to do something like cycling, walking with with a fellow entrepreneur, business owner, or a group, first of all. But the one that, that, uh, when we were doing the South Downs Way, there's some beautiful parts of the country in the South Downs Way. And what's so wonderful about it is you can't go wrong. You know, the signposting of it is phenomenal. And it takes you to some of the remote parts of England, we went, if we would have done it over a period of days, we could have walked for days without seeing a single person. Um, But there was one particular day when we were on like this big shelf and it rained. Boy, did it rain. It was sideways on in the most exposed uh, part of the South Downs. Couldn't have been the worst day for that walk and we were soaked within the first 10 minutes, and we still had well, it, what turned out to be about eight hours of walking. I think it was about 17 miles we walked in the end, and we were frozen, soaked, miserable. <laughs> and, and I confess to Michael that if I'd have been on my own, I would have turned around and gone home. And it really opened up the conversation about, you know, when you've got that support, when you've got someone you can connect with in business, and I am specifically referring to, to business, although a lot of our conversations, as we've you know, grown in our friendship, get quite personal. But in business, it, you can't beat it. And, and you go through these rough times, tough times, and of course, we ended up speaking about all the things that are challenging in our business. So the conversation was also almost matched the environment that we were in. And for me, I went away with some really good actions, probably some of the best actions for a long time, to change some of the things that I knew weren't working in my business. I never would have done that if I'd have been at work that day, answering the emails, speaking to people. I wouldn't have had that opportunity of creativity of those conversations in a challenging environment to make difficult choices and difficult changes.
1: You know, it's really an interesting point that when we started, phase one, day one, mile one, we felt really euphoric. We felt like running. We felt so happy. Very similar to that first day in business where here I am, it's my new company, let's start knocking on those doors. How long does that euphoric stage last? And the, light, the, the similarity I want to make here is on the walk that is short-lived compared to the first period in business. Now, we speak about this a lot. A lot of business goes bust within five years. I would say that's when the grunt phase starts, You know, when it's really pouring down with rain. You can't see the, the path in front of you because you're drenched and cold. But there's certainly a euphoric stage at the start, just like we experienced on the South Downs Way. So what was that
0: like for you, the euphoric stage, the start, a new period, a new chapter in your life? Well, I think when you see anything new, there's energy and excitement, isn't there? Um, A new product, a new idea, uh, and, and you want to pour all your energy into that as well. We're now doing the Pilgrim's Way from Southwark Cathedral to Canterbury Cathedral. And again, the start of it is fascinating because it's all London, it's all, you know, really diverse. Um, but we've started to go now into Erith.
1: So let's talk about our friendship, how it's developed, you know, in business, but certainly how, how our friendship has developed since doing these walking, getting out into nature, and really exploring. And some of it hasn't all been about business, it's been about friendship and, you know, personal stuff as well, to be honest. So how has it been for you?
0: For me, I think what's really interesting about developing a relationship with someone like like we have in the sense of a mentoring relationship, is that it's not just all about, oh, we're having a great time, and we're going out and we're going, we've been to Thailand, we've been around Europe, we've been all over the world, actually, on different trips, cycling, walking, and it's been amazing. But what works is when I say something and Michael doesn't agree with it, he's straight back at me. And he's saying, hang on a minute, stop. What did you just say? And I'm like, well, I said this. He goes, that's not you, or are you really gonna go that route? And so we have those really challenging conversations, but with no judgment. You know, it's like the kind of conversations I used to have with my dear old dad. No judgment, but I could talk to him about anything. He was a great mentor in that sense. And, uh, you know, Michael's about 25 years older than me, so he fits the bill, really. Um, well, a little late twice a
1: day, don't think so.
0: So yeah, I think it's about having good, wholesome, Honest, no namby pamby conversations. You know, it's uh, we 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 we're there for a, a purpose, which is to support each other. You know, I will, in Dan's words, in a way, I will lovingly help you if you lovingly help me. And um, and I think that's because I care. I care for this guy. I care for his business. I care for his relationships and his health and his well-being. So I'm trying to drag him out on all these walks. So he doesn't keel over. No, I'm only joking. Um, But, you know, and, and I think that's the kind of good relationship. If you don't have, seek it. And if you do have,
1: nurture it. You know, it's a really quite interesting perspective. So Henry Ford and Andrew Carnegie, the steel magnate, he had 49 people in his mentoring group. And you can imagine, was there conflict? And should you be sharing stuff that really grates on one's skin. And I know myself and Simon have had conversations that, you say manby pambi, but I say, "You mm, might not like this, but I'm going to say it anyway because I love care for him because he will have those conversations with me. And I think that's really quite important. Just want to uh, expand the idea. I know the government is spending an awful lot of money at the moment on peer-to-peer networks, Simon, and this is something that you work closely with. Mm. Why do you think the government is really putting so much money behind this initiative called peer-to-peer networking? Who knows what peer-to-peer network is, by the way? So explain what peer-to-peer networking is.
0: Yeah, so let's go back in history a minute because you just mentioned Andrew Carnegie and Henry Ford. In the 1930s, there was a thing called the Great Depression. It's it's almost like what we're going through now in a way because some of the challenges are similar in that there was huge business failure, there were rocketing fuel prices, there were shortages in energy and there's rocketing energy prices, there were tax rises... There were all sorts of things going, and you kind of look at the history and you hear what's going on right now in the UK, and you think, hang on a minute, that's not that dissimilar. And many, many people were unemployed, going out of work, uh, and it was a very, very tough time. But what happened, remarkably, is that businesses started to form peer-to-peer groups because there was no other government support at the time, none at all. And it was those businesses, the Thomas Edisons of this world, the Alexander Graham Bells, the Henry Fords, they formed robust peer groups, uh, people in their business that were either in their supply chain or outside of their supply chain. And they got together and supported each other during that challenging time by challenging each other, by having conversations And really, the way they worked was they would come to their meeting they'd set up and come with, if you like, their ideas or their challenges and lay them on the table. And then the others would look at it and say, "Right, I've had a similar challenge to that. What we did was this. And it was like bringing a board of directors into your business to start advising and guiding your business at no cost. Because if we go and bring consultants in, they can cost a lot of money. But the very people in the game were advising the people in the game. And and then their giving back, of course, was that they were then the board of director for those other 10 or so businesses. And that's the exact program the government have just signed off all around this country, is to find businesses that they can put into peer groups, get them working together and helping them to grow and overcome some of the challenges that we're facing. The problem is the government's put criteria into that, which is you've got to have five or more employees. You've got to be looking to grow. You've got to be in business for more than two years. And not everybody's going to meet these criteria. So what we want to encourage is something similar in the sense of getting businesses together to work together, nurture, challenge, support, refer business to one another. You know, imagine that. It's a little bit like the BNI concept of, you know, givers gain, and you go out there and you're the sales force for many other businesses. Perhaps a little bit more intimate than that. How many people do you think make a good peer-to-peer group? I like the idea of the power of six. I think, you know, if there's more than six and the government's gone for 11, I think the challenge with 11 is your airtime is reduced. But when there's six, you've got twice the amount of airtime that 11 have. And so you can do more, you can hear more, you can, you can run more ideas together and work together in that way.
1: I know we've spoken about this, Simons, but what's your objective for the lovely people here today at the King
0: Summit? So this is one of my objectives, that you go away from here and you've already met people you don't know and having the opportunity to meet people, you know, that person that you meet and you think within seconds, I really like this person. They're on my wavelength.
1: And normally that
0: person would just walk out the door and you'd lose that relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. So what do you suggest? So that we spend a bit of time, if we think about this, if you look at the people in this room at the moment, in fact, this has already happened. There's there's an empty table over here because those guys have already gone off and done it. And they're in a room at the back having a peer-to-peer session because they talked about it before they came here. And that is really great. And they're working with someone that they want to form a peer group. And so my desire is that we, if we had groups of six as peers, there would be about eight, eight other groups in this room. So I would be very happy. Well, I'm going to ask you the question, Michael. Would you be happy to be in a peer group? And would you lead the peer group? Because someone needs to lead it Someone needs to be the person who says, let's get together on this date and just talk about our businesses, our challenges, our issues. Let's see if it works. May or may not work, but I think it'll work.
1: I would love to be a a facilitator or administrator. Uh, And you know, there's a great saying, when I started in business, I went on my own and I went quite fast. But let me tell you, you go much, much further when you go with a team. And I've never heard this idea bounded about at a conference event ever before, where you can build your own peer-to-peer network. Now, me and Simon have been friends, friends for 10 years, maybe longer, takes time, right? I, it took me 20 years to marry my wife. I get that. <laughs> but, but certainly, you know, I think peer-to-peer, someone that's got your back, someone that is cheering you on, from the sidelines when you have those dark dark Monday mornings and you're waking up out of bed rather than have a bad day you've got an issue let me speak to Dan about this my buddy my peer-to-peer friend he might have a different perspective and so many times while me and Simon have been walking this South Downs way while we've been walking and talking it's the new norm by the way (laughs) um I think it's key, let's go further. We've got, got to go as a team. This is a changing climate. Amazon, believe it or not, and you know, excuse the pun, but they're coming into our marketplace. We need to stand up, we need to join forces, and we need to compete on the biggest stage and say, hey, look, we're British, and it's great to be British, and we can compete by collectively coming together with great minds. Mm. So I will be a facilitator and, If you want to be part of my or your peer-to-peer network, let's have a chat.
0: Yeah, and so the question for the audience, if you like, is: if you're sitting there thinking, "I'd like to, I'd like some of that. I'd like to be part of a peer group. I'd like to lead it." Yeah, then we need some leaders because then, if we know the leaders are, then you can you can decide. Actually, I'd like to be part of their peer-to-peer group. And I think that's the only way we could make it work. So if there's anyone with that burning thought or desire, probably the only way to know is for you to stand up. And if no one stands up, that's fine. That would just be, Michael and I will start something. But if you would like to be a leader of a peer-to-peer with five other people, or four, or three, it, might, it doesn't matter the number, <coughs> really. I'm going to invite you to stand up now and take a risk and hope that someone at least stands up. Uh oh.
1: You wanna go further? Okay. You gotta oh, stand up. Look,
0: this is this is good. This is good fun. Saskia. Oh wonderful. Great. Oh, okay. Good. I can't see the Jim. lady at the back. The lights right in the Joanna. Hi Joanna. Yeah. Jim? Good. Jim and Mark. So Saskia, Joanna. Joanna, I need to catch up with you anyway later, don't I? Jim and Mark. Tatiana. Did Tatiana stand up? She didn't. But okay. right, she is now. All right. Okay,
1: you no, know, this great. is this is leadership, okay. isn't it? Standing up and making a difference. I love. you. Yeah. I will lovingly look after you if you will lovingly look after me.
0: Yeah. Okay. So super. Um, then go and talk to that person. Uh, we're going to have a, a. Where are we now? We're on our break. I think we're heading towards lunch. Um, so we're going to we're going to stop for lunch. We've got an hour for lunch. And uh, there'll be sandwiches, crisps, all sorts of fruit at the back there. Um, please help yourself. Please then go and speak to those people that have stood up, collar them, talk to them about, okay, I'd be interested in you know, getting together. And the best way to do that initially is on Zoom, of course, isn't it? Initially, anyway. And then we can see where it goes from there. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this little chat show. This is gonna go live, so I don't know how you're gonna end it, Michael, but over to you
1: we'll end it now. (laughs) Lunch is calling. Today's show has been sponsored by www.teameasycrane.co.uk. We help you build your business and grow recurring profits. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.
0: You have been listening to the M&S Monthly Podcast Show with Michael and Simon. If you have enjoyed listening today, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode.